If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find Sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. Changing your safe word, comics and culture, and the best music docs you're not watching. All this and more on today's Last Looks. Places, people. How did this get made? It wasn't sweet like lemonade. I'd rather lay on a hand grenade than watch it again. Last look, look, last, last look. How did this get made? It wasn't fun like a gay parade. I'd rather dig my own. Hello, my sex club mannequins and shirtless Dorito munchers. The password to this episode is kumquat. I'm your host, Paul Shear, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? Last Looks, where you get to voice your issues on open marriage, not open marriage in the general sense, but the movie. And Jason and I chat about all the stuff that we are currently into. Plus, we are going to play an exclusive deleted scene from our last episode and reveal next week's movie. And as always, I will try to solve your problems on... Paul's helpline. But first things first, a big shout out to War Widow. I love that opening song. And if you want to make your own song for the show, please do. We're looking for second opinion themes. You can bring them to us. We also are looking for themes for this last looks. That's right. Send them here to how did this get made at earwolf.com. Keep them short. 15, 20 seconds is best. Let's get into it. I know we talk a lot about movies, but there are bigger things out in the world. You got problems? Let me solve them. It is now time for Paul's Helpline. I lay in a bed at night and I feel kind of small. I'm haunted by questions and I want to ask Paul. Yeah, I want to ask Paul. I'm asking Paul. Tell me it all. I'm asking Paul. Thank you, AC Gravy, for that theme. I love it. 
Themes are getting better and better every single week. I love all these. And we have a true great call coming up. I mean, all the calls this week have been really stellar, but this one was a particularly interesting one. Uh, why don't I let Anonymous take it away? Hi, Paul. I have a, uh, an issue with uh, it's my stepfather. Really, like he's more or less my father, um, but he's in his seventies. And uh, I just found out, uh, looking at Twitter, that uh, if you look at his tweets and replies, that he's replying to a lot of these like spam, you know, these spam porn things you get, and saying really nasty things like. Uh, you, I don't know if you want to bleep some of this or whatever, but uh, you know, I would. F you, uh, I'll believe it myself. Eh, I would, you know, yeah, you're sexy. Nice camel toe. Nice tits. You know, stuff like that. Sorry, I didn't believe myself there. But anyway, um, so I was wondering, what should I do? Should I tell him that everyone can see that? But then I risk embarrassing him. I don't know. Or is there a better way of telling him? I was trying to think of a way of showing him that they're, you know, not his, but someone else's. I don't know. So, anyway, I thought I'd get your advice. I love the show. Thanks. Bye. Wow. I was not expecting this, and I totally get your dilemma. I mean, this is a tough thing to do. How do you bring it up? And I have a solution. Because this was just in the news. Um, Sam Jackson had been liking a lot of posts um, from porn sites on his Twitter. And people started commenting on it. There's been a, a few other celebrities that also have done that. And I think you can casually bring up, oh my gosh, did you see that story about Sam Jackson? And then he'll be like, what do you mean? Oh, well, whenever you like or respond to something, everyone can see it. And then let it dawn on him that, okay, wait a second. Now, if he keeps on doing it, he's been fairly warned. But that way you get to have a funny little story with him. You don't uh, look down on it. You don't make it like a big deal, but you just let him know that, yeah, it was it was embarrassing for everyone to see what Sam Jackson was into. Uh, and I think that might be the best way to handle it. Tell me how it goes. Please call back. I want to hear. Okay, next up, we have Chris from Illinois. He's a teacher with a great question. Chris, take it away. Hi, Paul. This is Chris from Illinois. I have a comics question for you, since I know you you and Jason are avid readers. I teach in a school district that has a program for teachers to teach other teachers. I want to present a class on how American comics have reflected American history. The topics I have thought of so far are World War II, the Comics Code Authority, civil rights, and the political use of the Punisher symbol. What topics can you think of that I should present? Maybe Jason has some ideas too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Wow. I love this. And I think that you've covered a lot of interesting ground already. One that just jumps out at me is The Watchmen, right? Because The Watchmen really, I think, is a reflection of a lot of questions that we are asking ourselves about morality and what is good and what is done for the greater good. Uh, there's a lot there, obviously steeped in history, as uh, Nixon, I believe, is on his fifth term as president when uh, Watchmen takes place. So that would be one that I feel like is so chunky, and you could really take away a lot of different lessons there. That one is a perfect one to be pulled apart. I also would recommend maybe looking at the idea of acceptance 
across the board. Um, you know, comic books did things in really interesting ways. Like, for example, the X-Men had a gay wedding. And that was a big deal, I think, you know, to have this issue of the X-Men in 2012 come out that tackled something like that. It may have introduced a lot of people to something in a way that might have given them a way to accept it if they were against it. And I think that continues on and on as you see these heroes, these Marvel characters changing, like whether it's in 2014 when Thor becomes a woman or how Spider-Man becomes Miles Morales. You know, the idea of the reflection of the culture and the changing times that not every character has to be a white man, I think is really interesting. And you could really step back and just do a whole feature on Ms. Marvel, uh, which is, you know, this amazing character, obviously the Disney Plus show there too, but the story behind it is really interesting as well because there had never been a reflection of a character like this in the Marvel world before. So I do think that we could talk about the idea of, you know, taking the modern world and infusing it into our comic books. I think that there's so much here and this is just off the top of my head. I will ask Jason about it and we'll get back to you some more. All right, great question, but we are always looking for more of Paul's helpline voicemails. So if you need some advice, give me a call at 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. That's 619-728-5275. Last episode, I put a call out to anyone who needs help with Valentine's Day ideas, and I got zero calls. Come on. I'm the love doctor. Give me a chance to give you some advice about sweeping your partner off their feet. Or if you just want to vent about shitty past Valentine's Day gifts, uh, shitty Valentine's dates, I want to be your sounding board. You don't have to even call with a question. You can just call to bitch about how much you hate Valentine's Day. Again, the number is 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. All right, people, we are going back live at Largo. That's right, in February, the movie is Ambulance. Check the Largo calendar to see if tickets are still available. And you can always check out Jason and I doing live improv with our group, Dinosaur, pretty much the last Thursday of every month on stage at Largo. Go to Largo dashla.com for tickets and info. And every Thursday night, Rob Hubel and I go live on Twitch and YouTube and Facebook to do a show with our special friends and just kind of fuck around and have a good time. So check that out at twitch.tv slash friendzone. But coming up, we'll get into your questions and comments and concerns about open marriage. But first... You've probably noticed on the podcast that I often introduce myself as Tall John Cheer. And if you are a newer How Did This Get Made listener, we realize that you might be perplexed by this moniker. So every now and then, we will help explain why I call myself Tall John. And uh, Dishes Queen on our Discord pulled some clips from our old Jaws 3D episode and Serenity episodes that explain the origin of Tall John Shear. So... Courtesy of Dishes Queens, we'll be right back after this brief How Did This Get Made history lesson. Uh, I also was a lone name person. There was no Pauls. What yeah. are you talking about? You both have very common boy no, names. No, I barely ever heard it. I was Never very special. June, I was very special. I was alone in the world as a Jason. <laughs> you know, it was so hard for people to pronounce my name. Do you pronounce the L? Is it a strong L? Well, I was do it- remember, not to sit, not to get off on too much of a tangent, <laughs> but Paul and I had to pick up a pizza in Ohio once. And oh, we- my God. <laughs> we were staying with a group of friends over things 
Thanksgiving, but it was like the day after nobody wanted to cook. Jason, you weren't invited, I guess. But I must not have been there <laughs> at this house in Ojai that apparently a group of you were at. Yeah, a lot I of don't people. remember why you were there. Best friends. <laughs> so the next night after Thanksgiving, we ordered pizza so we didn't have to cook. And that's the way we roll. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise you cooked the whole time. Yeah, I mean, we you got were it. We're always, well, listen, I mean, we Juno put on that apron. Cooking. Yeah. So we go huh. to get the pizzas. Paul and I go to get them. Everybody oh else stays back. And people are hungry. <laughs> people are hungry. People are hungry. Yeah. And we get to the pizza place and we're waiting. Well, we go in there and we're <laughs> like, Paul, Paul. Yeah. We're waiting. We're waiting. <laughs> And Paul says, I'm sorry, I'm just checking in on because we ordered like five pies. A lot of people were there. Yeah. I'm like, and yet I didn't get invited. You were, you definitely weren't there. Wow. Yes, yeah, so like, many people. Paul's five like, pies were Paul's the people. like, I, I gotta, um, I've ordered five, five pies for Paul. <laughs> She's like, uh, I don't have that order. And we're like, what? And she's like, I don't, I have nothing here for Paul. And, we're like, we just called. What do you mean you said to come by in 40 minutes? She's like, I'm so sorry. I don't have anything here for Paul. And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, Paul, all of our dear friends are back there. Everybody's so hungry. Uh, not all finally, of your dear friends. Let's just say, let's, okay, let's qualify let me that. Yeah. The all of your dear friends our, aren't there. Okay. The people in our life that we choose to holiday with. Holiday uh, with. Okay. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and spend holidays, not like vacation holidays. No, yeah. no, no, not in the British real, sense. Like yes. holidays. Yeah, Federally sanctioned holidays. <laughs> yes. Like a bank holiday. <laughs> yes. Exactly. We bank holidays. Is this your bank holiday group? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a very odd group. Great people. Yeah. Odd group. So then she says... I don't have anything here. I I guess I have an order for five pizzas for tall. <laughs> for, for tall. Tall. I'm enjoying watching you tell the story. Just I love that. that somehow the story is getting slower and slower and slower. <laughs> I have five pizzas for tall. 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 I hope your answer Tall. was like, well, that's not us because we are Paul. <laughs> and Paul goes, I guess that's me. I think you misheard me. And she's like, no, no, no. I This is for a tall. Tall, the name, the, the common name. name T-A-L. Tall. Wow. It was a wild That's ride. a ride. It is now time for Second Opinions. This movie was horrid. Don't know what the hell I just watched. Let's head on off to Amazon to see what other people thought. June, John, and Jason read second opinions. June, John, and Jason read second opinions. John? Give it up for Dana, who thought my name was John. June, John, and Jason, <laughs> the host Paul, of How Did This Get Made. That's a shirt. I think I see what's happening. That's the shirt, June, John, and Jason. <laughs> she might have been mistaken for June and I's other podcast. Yeah. Oh. June, John, and Jason, which we do with the film critic. <laughs> you do with John Ratzenberger yes, from Cheers. from Cheers. 
Uh, that's the t-shirt, June, John, and Jason. We, we should decide who John is the you. Do like John Lennon. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I love that. I want to leave that one in just because yes, it's, it's crazy. It's wild. Was it a And repeated it so many times. It wasn't a slip of the tongue. Here's the thing. It's easier to say John in that structure. Yes. June, John, and Jason, right? Rather than June, Paul. And like yeah. that hard P stops you from yeah. continuing forward. I mean, so I understand for song reasons why yeah. she changed it. There's no world in which you just let go of Paul from here on out. Or you guys become Poon, Paul, and Payson. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie-cutter places, and I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes, that's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Captain Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Captain Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Captain Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious even in a sea of milk. The crunch of Captain Crunch is epic. Yes. My family is all in on the cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new cinnamon crunch now at a retailer near you and learn more at captaincrunch.com. Last week we talked at length about open marriage. We had questions. And we might have even missed a few things. Here is your chance to set us straight. Fact check us, if you will. It is time for corrections and omissions. Corrections and omissions. You were wrong. 
Thank you, Mad Licks, for that great theme. Um, okay, let's go to the Discord. Jake Z23 writes, The first time the couples go to the sex club, Volvania says tonight's safe word is suspenders. Why change the safe word every night? I get changing the password, but why is it necessary to change the safe word too? Wouldn't it be better to have a standard safe word all the time? Jake, holy shit, I can't believe we didn't pick up on that. Yeah, they shouldn't change the safe word. That should be the only thing that is consistent. Maybe she was reminding them like, oh, the safe word is always suspenders, but also suspenders. Well, I mean, look, you're cutting out uh, a large portion of pleasure if you, you know, can't use suspenders and whatever you want to get up to in those rooms. I would say use something that you would never use there. You know, maybe like um, Brother P-Touch label printer is a safe word. That would be something that you probably wouldn't use um, in, you know, uh, group sex or, you know, swinging. I, or maybe you would, because maybe you'd have to label like, who's my partner, who's not, I don't know. Anyway, nothing is really safe. So uh, there we go. Cameron H., I love the fact that Dylan doesn't even try to cover for Becca when Ron calls the hospital asking after her. I mean, he knows they're having marital problems and it's clear that Becca has lied to her husband about her whereabouts. And he's like, nope, she hasn't been here for three hours. Bye. He doesn't even do Becca the courtesy of texting her up. By the way, your jealous husband is checking in on you, so be prepared for some questions when you get home. Dylan is a supportive and resourceful friend, but he clearly loves to stir up some of that shit, too. Amen, Cameron. Great call. And I think that really speaks to the actor, Dylan, who shows you that he is a friend, but you know what? He's also a little mischievous. All right. Grayest Hound writes, regarding the paternity test, Becca takes a hair from a hairbrush to use as a DNA sample. Dylan referenced watching true crime shows to know how to get a sample from someone without them knowing. But anyone who watches true crime would know that a shed of hair is a very poor source of nuclear DNA, and it would be useless in a paternity test. Giggy Tastic chimes in, says, well, you know, you can actually get what are called non-invasive prenatal paternity tests where you need to take blood work from the mother. And it's important here, a cheek swab from the father. So there's really no way that they got the DNA needed to find out if shirtless Ron was the father. I'd like to think that Dylan's ex-boyfriend just kind of faked up the results to give her peace of mind. And you know what? Back to Dylan. That's where he's a good friend. He's mischievous. He's going to maybe screw you over about your jealous husband looking for you, but he's also going to make sure that that jealous husband feels like he has a uh, paternity over his son. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard out there. Uh, Ginger writes, in the first sex club scene, the bartender asks what drinks they want. After the two females state they aren't drinking, Ron says, nothing for me. I'm the designated driver. Guess what, Ron? 50% of your party just said they're not drinking. You don't have to be the designated driver anymore. Well, look, maybe Ron is like, I, we are agreed to it, so I'm mentally ready to be it. And now that you're not drinking, that doesn't mean that next time we go out, I won't drink. I don't want to switch back and forth. Maybe he feels like when they go out next time, he'll be more ready to drink. Who knows? But yeah, Ron doesn't really need to like lean into the designated driver when the majority of the party isn't drinking. I think that's the thing. He doesn't have to announce like, I'm the hero here because no one's drinking. So good call there. All right, let's go to the phones. We have a great call here that kind of describes what it is like in sex clubs in L.A. Take a listen. About the um, sex clubs in L.A., uh, I am experienced in this area 
it is technically legal in LA, but they do con the police are constantly shutting down various sex clubs. I know someone who was literally in the middle of a party while when the police raided it here in LA a few years ago. Um, mostly they're in houses. Um, people get Airbnbs <laughs> and um, they send out emails. And also, I've ne- there's never there's no sex clubs where there's no rules allowed. There are always rules. Trying to think what else. Um, I've never seen people wear masks. There's usually some kind of buffet area, which I find a little gross. And I've never seen anyone fall asleep in one of the back rooms. <laughs> but, you know, it might happen. Wow. I love this. Um, thank you for sharing. The buffet does seem unappealing on some level. Uh, but I do love what you kind of uh, brought up here. You've given us more details and honestly have made it more interesting than the movie did because how interesting would it have been if they just were going to different Airbnbs? That's why you need the text to know where the club is because the club's constantly moving. Um, And of course, all clubs have rules and I doubt they change the safe word every night. Although if they do, let us know anonymous. All right, back to the discord from friend of the pod, just pointing out that Volvania is played by the amazing Deborah Wilson, who is the longest serving original cast member on Mad TV. Yes, so many people brought this to our attention. Uh, Rocket Wesker chimes in to add, Deborah Wilson is a prolific voice actor, including voicing characters on Star Trek Prodigy, a show that Jason also appears in. Yeah, I love Deborah Wilson. And honestly, I did not put it together. Sometimes it just goes over my head too. So uh, hats off to Deborah Wilson, who had, I think, the most interesting character in this entire film and really carried it with an ease and didn't make her character out to be something weird or stereotypical. Uh, Way to go. Danny the Wall writes, despite the awesomeness of the name Volvania, I'm conflicted by the character. It's great to have a person of color as one of the only six actors in the story, but disappointing that's in a role that's meant to be exoticized as the other. She's bald, black, tattooed, placed in the world of the story to represent the bad and evil side of this not mainstream world. And isn't it strange that the only ones who quote unquote belong to this seedy open relationship world are the Outsiders, the gay Dylan, and the exotic Volvania. Further proof that this is conservative propaganda trying its hardest to show how terrible anything is other than traditional white marriage making babies. Danny the Wall, I can't argue with you. That is a very astute point. And I think you are right. I think it could be read that way. I also feel like based on the conversation we've been having here, that Volvania and Dylan are the most interesting characters. So through the eyes of what you're saying, uh, like a conservative eye, I could see how they are dangerous or exotic. But from somebody who may be a little bit more open, they also seem the most three-dimensional. I don't know if that solves anything, but just a different way of looking at it. But point taken, this shit is bananas, Anna, as I think the name that she's trying to get out there. If Ron and Becca are out of the open marriage, why do they still have the Caligula app? Why do couples go to the club in the first place when they're just going to be with each other again? Why not stay at home? Hmm. That is a good question. Um, Maybe it's like those apps you just never delete. I mean, I have plenty of apps on my phone that I never delete. And then every now and then I'm like, why is Minion Rush still on here? Why do I have Potbelly, the app that's like a sandwich store that I, I love, but 
there's none nearby. So I don't need that app. It was just when I was shooting something in like Boston that I had that app. So I buy that they just didn't get a chance to erase it. Cameron H. writes, I adored the scene wherein Mindy's machinations are revealed. She orders them all to strip and informs them she's going to murder everyone after they all have sex one last time. And Max's first response is indignation that her Caligula texts got Ron fired. Bro, I think you got bigger issues in the moment. Yeah, Cameron H., you're right. There are... <laughs> Look... Sometimes you just don't want your friend to get fucked over at the job. Maybe he would just get a, you know, maybe he was basically taunting her. Like, Mindy, you will try to kill us, but we will survive. And truthfully, he was right. He was right. So uh, I'm glad that he got a dig in about getting Ron fired. Wow, so many great corrections and omissions this week, but there can only be one that is the best. And this week, the best is are anonymous from LA. Thank you for opening our eyes. And you don't win anything, but you do get this amazing song from Garrett Parker. Hit it, Garrett. People of Earth. You win nothing. All right. Thank you, Anonymous, for sharing a true look at the world of LA open relationships, and sex clubs. If you want to chime in with your own thoughts about the latest episode, hit us up at the Discord at discord.gg slash hdtgm or call us at 619-PAUL-ASK. That's 619-PAUL-ASK. Coming up, Jason and I chat about all the things that we are watching. But first, here is a bonus deleted scene from our open marriage episode where I tell a brief story about running into J.K. Simmons at the dentist. Back after this. J.K. Simmons, awesome dude, lovely guy, came on NTSF early on in the series before we knew what it was, got the comedy, killed. And I've always had a really nice relationship with him. We share the same dentist. And uh, my <laughs> dentist says, oh, J.K.'s here. You should go say hi. And I go, oh, I don't want to. And they're like, no, no, go say hi to J.K. I'm like, uh, well, I mean, not really. I don't want to go, go. And they bring me into J.K.'s room where J.K. is getting... Uh, you know, dentistry done. His mouth is open. He's in a chair and it's like, JK, Paul's here. And I'm like, hey, how? I'm like, it was the most awkward. I feel like my dentist messed up my relationship with JK to come into anybody in the middle of dentistry that's, and have a conversation. That's like a HIPAA violation. It must be. Or that's should insane. Be. That's utterly insane. That's really upsetting. Yeah. I don't I want don't like anyone that. to see me at the dentist. Never. I mean, I had to go to obviously... Dr. Mario Paz, my orthodontist as an adult, and it was just like sort of an open floor plan situation where there were, it was me and like 15, 10 year olds getting braces at the same time. So I had to get all of my orthodontia work done in community, which was very embarrassing. But also, you, that's when you started uh, working on your Highlights magazine. You were afraid. Uh, you were this call. and that, a freaking right? frat. Goofus and Gat. What was her name? Goofus and Gallant. Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah. Save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice. Plus, visit your in-laws. Plus, venture into the wilderness. Plus, wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with 
free delivery, perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, it's all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount plus plus so much more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, there are things that we need to get off our chest. Maybe someone in your life, a loved one, is driving you crazy, but they don't mean to be driving you crazy. And you want to vent and you want to get it out, but you just don't want to drop it on them because you're not really mad at them. Maybe you're mad at yourself. Because we all have these things that set off our stressors, right? We keep them bottled up and they start to affect us. And we start to then affect other people because our energy is off. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, you get matched, and then guess what? If you don't like your therapist, you can switch to another licensed therapist at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonkers. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack and my kids said, mom said, we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me, but I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I never like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry, and they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. All right, people, you know that How Did This Get Made is double dipping. That's right. Every Monday, we are re-releasing an older episode from The Vault. This week's matinee Monday was Body of Evidence. And next week, we are going all the way back to 2013 for our episode on Congo with Nick Weiger. So check that out and try to figure out why we picked Congo. It might be about a film coming up, which we'll announce in just a bit. Okay, we have spent a lot of time hearing from you, but now it's time for me to just chat with my good friend, Jason. Seth Chatfield, play us in. Is it this or could it be that a little swing of the cane, a little tip of the hat? No, it's Jason and Paul. Just getting into it all in a segment that we call Just Chat. Yeah. 
Jason, it's been a while. And I know I've been anxious to get into what you've been up to because I know that right now, this kind of end of year, beginning of new year is a time where I really get to watch and pull things in. And I feel full and excited by what I've been watching and old stuff and new stuff. I'm still arguing that you should get a letterbox account because I don't even think that people, you can have a fake one. I would just follow you. Uh, That's what I was going to ask you. I meant to have this conversation with you offline, but um, is, is there a way that I can, because I know it's a social, it's a Mm -hmm. public facing thing, but I mean, like, let's say for example, we're going to watch open marriage for the show. Yes. Right, which we did. Does that mean, can people search open marriage and see who watched it and be like, oh, I bet that's... Well, you could, you don't have to log everything that you watch. I mean, it's not like a... right. Oh, I thought it automatically knew. No, 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 no. I see, I see. You're entering it. You enter it when you... Got it. Enter it. Now, I do like to put a How Did This Get Made movie up there every now and then because I feel like... For fans of the show, they get a little sneak preview, but I don't write, I don't, I don't really write anything about all this stuff, but I, I kind of keep it more as like a log of like, what have I watched for just logging purposes? Cause it's all there. Well, it looks I really do nice. that anyway. I, yeah. I keep, I keep, I keep track. Well, I mean, it's a good, it's a good way to get into it. Steven Soderbergh just yes. last week put out his end of the year, what, it, what he watched, I love that. read yeah. the whole thing. It's fascinating. Um, and he's been doing this for years. And as a result, I started doing it years ago. So I just, I write down everything I watch, read, or listen to for the I, most part. I would like to keep a track of what I read because I read so much and I feel oh, like yeah. I don't ever keep track of it. And that bums yeah. me, like, you know, not bums me out, but I'm like, oh, but I think it's smart. Just why not? I mean, it's so easy to open up that letterbox and I just input it or That's get great. inspired by it, which yeah, I like. I like that. I like that. Okay, what do you got? What's well, been, what's I want to been... just talk about one movie that I really got excited about that's old. And I want to know if you have any like connection to it. Have sure. you ever seen The In-Laws? Oh, of course. Peter Falk? Yes. A- incredible movie. This is a legendary comedy, Serpentine, legendary yeah. comedy yeah. from my childhood. Same. And June 2. And Al- Alan, Ar- this is an Alan Arkin, Peter Falk um you know, it's not a romantic comedy. It's a comedy about their kids are getting married and they get sucked into like a like a uh, foreign <laughs> dictator, uh, complete insanity, um, uh, uh, CIA spy mission, basically. Yeah, it, it really is like a buddy comedy where Alan Arkin plays the best straight man of all time. Uh. Like the, the the dynamic between the two of them is awesome and you don't know what peter fox end game is but peter falk is involved in some bad business and the action scenes are might great. have been oh they're so fun and so funny i think this might have been the first time i saw either of these i actors. think so too i might have you known know? columbo i might have i yeah, don't know you're right maybe maybe i did maybe i but did. columbo yeah. wasn't funny like this and i just had revisited it and i was like oh my god this movie makes me laugh so hard. The action is really great, but the thing I realized, and June and I were talking about this a lot, is the scenes are incredibly static. Like the camera kind of just stays yes. in one spot and they're running around. And it yeah. I don't know if that makes it better, but there is something about the comedy in just a locked off shot that made me well, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, just like you're oh, watching. Because the, the frames are big and wide and they are entering and exiting. It's a... I'm, I'm, I was just going to look up who... Did you look up uh, who directed it's it? It's Arthur Hiller, I believe. Oh, 
Uh, right. Okay. Or, 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 and that, I want to say Arthur Miller, but maybe, I think it is Arthur Hiller. Or maybe I'm wrong. You're right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. No, no, no. You're right. Arthur Hiller. Okay. Uh, what a, this movie is fantastic. Oh, he did The Hospital, See No Evil, The In Laws. Silver Streak, another okay. great buddy comedy movie with Gene Wilder and Richard interesting, Pryor. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, and also Love Story, Outrageous which I guess. Fortune. Yeah. Holy shit. But what the, a, oh, yeah. yeah. Author, author, what a what a wild list. He's got a real anyway. Yeah, I went back and looked, and then, and then I actually just bought the Criterion DVD of it because there's like Alan Arkin doing commentary on it, and oh, uh, cool. Yeah, and there's some really fun little things like Ed Begley Jr.'s in it. He's very young, and he. I gotta does rewatch a little... it. I haven't watched it in years, but that was a real favorite in my family. Same. My um, my dad loved it. Yeah, yeah. It's this one that there's I thought was a movie, fun one to go back to. I'm gonna blast from the past you and see if yeah. you have any allegiance to this movie which i've been looking for for ages and has just not been available but now is streaming i think on maybe hbo uh-huh. which is johnny dangerously oh i loved that movie you as a kid ice holes <laughs> oh I my mean, god this movie this is a michael keaton mobster like 30s era mobster kind of aping all the gangster tropes it's like of, airplane or top secret it's, it's a, yeah yes it's a spoof movie of mobster movies, except it's it's not so spoofy as to be sketches. No. It still has a propulsive narrative. Directed by um, Amy Heckerling, who it's is... It's an Amy Heckerling movie, you know, Weird Al music in it. It's fantastic. It's really funny. Joe Piscopo, Danny DeVito. Yes. I remember Mary one Lou scene Henner. super clearly, which is like they're in a car chase and one of the ways that they're getting away is they have like different wallpaper on the car yes. so they can, it was like a black car. Then it became a yep. different, like, and it was like, it's very visually fun, but also like, I love Michael Keaton when I was a kid. I love, oh, he's love so good. Michael Keaton. He's so good in this movie. This oh, movie, Mr. That. Mom, he was so good in Mr. Mom. I remember he was just so funny. Yeah, these are the uh, movies I watched that, that and I watched Better Off Dead the other day. Oh, wow. Though, like these are movies that Better yes. Off Dead to me, that and One Crazy Summer, which were yes. both directed by the same guy, both starring John Cusack. I mean, essentially had a, like a little bit of a Preston Sturges vibe in the sense that a lot of the cast are merge or there. Yep. And those movies I always felt like were the ones that I knew that no one else knew because they were just like these little weird sa- yes, uh, Savage they were just, Steve They were Hollander. funny, but a little weirdo. Yeah. Savage Steve. Savage Steve. Wilson? Ha- Savage I thought it was Steve. Holland, right? Or is it Savage Steve? Oh, Holland? no, no, you're right. Yeah. It is Holland. Sorry, sorry. I misheard you. Yeah. And he also, I think, has gone on to, like, direct, like, uh, a bunch of Disney stuff now. Like, that's his... Oh, big, I didn't look. That's yeah, great. Yeah, his big okay. cra- uh, claim to fame. But I love those movies. And John Cusack, again, John Cusack being, like, the John Cusack that I loved. I was like, oh, that's my the version. My favorite. Yeah. Oh, that's man. my favorite. Like, like that era of, and then say anything, and like that era of John Cusack. And then, of course, the adult John Cusack of, you know, uh, um, Gross Point Blank. Uh, oh. oh, I loved Gross Point Blank. Oh, my God. Uh, but then the Nick Hornby. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, high, fidelity. high fidelity is what I'm thinking of. Uh, and then all the way, I just watched Serendipity recently. How was with that? The, rom- the rom com with yeah. him and Kate Beckinsale. Fantastic. Absolutely terrific. There is a great clip. I should try to find it. Uh, if we do, I'll pop it in. But where John Cusack was on like Conan and he was in this movie called like Must Love Dogs. Yes. And Conan was like, Must Love Dogs. You know, tell me about it. And he goes, well, let me tell you. You get a bunch <laughs> of scripts and sometimes you look at the paycheck of them and uh, the one uh. that has the most 
you say, all right, must love dogs. Like it was wow. very, like, very like, like, wow, that was it. Like, and it was so, like, I always am amazed at that. Cause I feel like I'm so conscious of respecting, even if I don't believe in something, I will at least do due diligence, but to go out yeah. on a major late night talk show and it's shit where on you're the movie, promoting it. Yes. Where you're promoting the movie actively in the moment. It's, That's why it's such a fuck you, and I and I can also oh, yeah. see how that like not kills your career, but like gets people so nervous oh, about yeah. anything. Yes, absolutely. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, it's, holy shit. It's, but I mean, John Cusack. I remember when I lived in New York City, they were shooting City Hall, that Al Pacino movie uh, with yep. Bridget Fonda in front of my house, and I was so excited. Like I lived on Park and Twentieth, so everything that shot. Uh, in Gramercy Park, all the trucks lined up in front of my house. So it was like Harrison Ford yeah. and John Cusack. And it was cool. just great to, I I had to walk there and I like, no one could shoo wow. me away because it was my front step. And it was, wow. I lo- like, I felt like I was always getting, I could hang out in my lobby and just wait to see. Wow, that is, that's very cool. Sam Jackson, the only person who would not sign an autograph for me, but, uh, wow. but also respectful. Like looked at me, uh-huh, sure, and was like, "No, like yeah. not, not even in like." I think if I was a child, he would have done it. It was like, "You're too old." Sure, nope, yeah, 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 not yeah. into that. And I respect as I get older, I kind of respect it. I do. Like in the moment, I was crushed, but also he didn't see like, I don't know. He wasn't rude about it, no. or or he wasn't you know mean or anything. He just wasn't. Sometimes people will ask me for something like if I'm working or something, I'll say, "Oh, I'd rather I'd rather not right now." Yeah, you actually you do know, a great job. Of yeah. Very polite, but I, I mean, I, I'd rather not right now. I'm, I'm I, not this moment. I was telling Hubel about this last week um, that there was a <laughs> this moment where I lost track of my kids on vacation, and by losing track of them, <laughs> it was they were out of sight, right? And yeah. And I, I went to go look and I couldn't see them. And I was in a moment of panic. The whole thing probably took about three minutes, but in that moment of panic walking up and down these stairs, this guy came up to me and was like, Andre! And I was like, dude, oh God. I can't talk. I was like, I can't right now. I gotta go. <laughs> like, it was like, and I've never been Help that. Help me set my lineup. <laughs> I was like, I need to find my kids. <laughs> uh, but oh yeah, my like, God. those are those moments where it is like, uh, I mean, it is, it's just funny to see how different people react and i've seen certain people reacted in crazy ways um have you been diving into any of these oscar movies or have you been doing that kind of world not you know what i've barely scratched the surface that is i i just have been setting up my screeners and getting all that going i've been sucked into i've been really heavily uh watching like a lot of dad tv a lot of like a lot of Slow Horses season two, a lot of SAS Rogue Heroes season one. Wow. Uh, I mean, like some really, but then also, I will say, I'm also, I, I've, you know, I watched all of Letter Kenny season 11 came out. I saw that. Uh, I am so excited so to good. get into that. Um, uh, what else? Uh, oh, you know what? I, 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 I've been watching a bunch of music documentaries. All of which are fantastic, even if they're not about necessarily artists or stuff that I am super passionate about. Uh, so, like, I, I I watched the the Ronnie James Dio documentary. Oh, whoa. Dio Dreamers Never yes. Die. It's 
absolutely fantastic. Uh, the Meet Me in the Bathroom documentary, which is about the oh, I got Williamsburg music. Yes, I read that book, it. and I yes, love that exactly. book because Great. there's something about Same. that book that reminds me of what we were doing in comedy. And I don't mean it to be like yes, lofty, it's the same but at the time. same time. And we were just not as cool as that, but we were working kind of the same spots. Paul, when I tell you, when I'm watching the documentary, there are a number of occasions where I'm like, oh, wait, I was at this show. That's what I was It's like, possible. Yes. It's possible. I might be in this crowd. It was, it was so, it was really weird to be watching a thing that is demonstra, a documentary that is demonstrably about the past and recognize it as my youth. Well, I'm like, oh, the, that past is, I was present for. Well, I remember like the strokes being at UCB. And I remember like, oh yeah, Julian Casablancas being somewhere or like, oh, he was just here. Like there was this like little, yeah, yeah, yeah. The TV on the radio guys. Uh, James Murphy. I remember talking to James Murphy, oh my you God. know, a thousand years ago. Can I ago. tell you the, the weirdest moment for me? Um, you know, obviously we we like a lot of similar music. I mean, you obviously know a lot more than I do in that world. But I will say that I was uh, a huge fan of like all these bands we're talking about, but especially Yeah, Yeah, Yes. And when I go to my kid's preschool a handful of years ago, I realize that Karen O is also going to my kid's wow. preschool. And so for one of their like events... The yeah, yeah, yes played at the fucking Incredible. preschool for 50 people and it was the best. I, wow. have, I have also have friends who go to a very rich school out here that Beyonce and Jay-Z go to. And like Beyonce did the, Chris, cool. did the Christmas concert. Like, oh. and I was like, whoa, <laughs> that, that, this was like That's very, amazing. this was very chill. It was like, oh yeah, That's we'll so play cool some songs. Though. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is great. It was, I really enjoyed that documentary because it really was like, it was both really cool. It's a lot of music that I like, but then also nostalgic for my 20s and 30s, frankly. Um, And then incredibly, a band I absolutely love and have seen numerous times with our good friend Owen Burke. Uh, There is a 50th anniversary uh, for King Crimson uh, documentary called In the Court of the Crimson King, and it is fantastic. Oh, I love, I know that you guys go to that and every now and then I do, I do want to know what's going on, not, not, not what's going on there, but oh, I love it's that like, bond. I love that you have that bond. It is all like, it is all like 65 year old dudes with long gray ponytails, me and Owen and just like, and then like two and a half hours of intense progressive rock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't get enough. Um, oh, it's the best. I know that we have to do keep this one yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. short, but um, I will tell you one thing that you should maybe put on your list. It's kind of Please. bridging the gap of uh, music and movies. Uh, Matilda, the musical on Netflix. You saw it? You know how I feel about musicals. I know. I hate them. I know. But boy, is this dynamic and electric to watch. It's so good and has one of your favorites in it. I mean, Emma Thompson is... The queen. Uh, and, and unrecognizable. Like, I was like, oh, Incredible. shit. It was, I yeah. saw this on stage in London years oh, and wow. years ago. And it was one of those shows that really resonated to me because very rarely do you see a show about kids where adults are wrong. Like, that's one of the... Sure. the yeah, and I thought, I was like, and the way they captured it, the way it looks, I don't want to keep us, but I was like, that is... A no, must watch. It's really, really I, it, good. It, it, and this is coming from someone who hates musicals. I was, I thought it was... In, like impeccably done, really very, very immersive and compelling. The kid performances are incredible. I thought it was great. I know it's really good. All right, so Jason, we'll do more Quar Chat. Uh, Absolutely, and we'll talk uh, soon.
All right. Thank you, Jason. And thank you, Seth Chatfield, for that amazing Just Chat theme that brought us into the section. Uh, any singer-songwriters out there, if you want to record new songs for Just Chat, uh, let us know. Send them to howdidthisgetmade at earwolf.com and keep them on the short side. Now that we got Open Marriage out of the way, let's talk about next week's movie. We are going from sex clubs to Irish pubs. That's right. Next week, we are gearing up for Valentine's Day by watching the 2020 romantic drama Wild Mountain Time. The movie stars Emily Blunt, Jamie Dornan, Christopher Walken, and John Hamm. It's written and directed by John Patrick Shanley, who also penned the How Did This Get Made classics, January Man and Congo. That's why we are re-releasing that in this upcoming Monday. Here's a short breakdown of the plot. A pair of star-crossed lovers in Ireland get caught up in their family's land dispute. I mean, that kind of is it, and it really isn't. Uh, Anyway, Rotten Tomatoes gives this film a 26% rotten. Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian says, Blunt and Walken's brogue off makes this the King Kong versus Godzilla event of inauthentic Irish voices. Wow. Let's listen to the trailer. These green fields, they hold me here. What is this, those things? All her life, Rosemary has been in love with Anthony. It's not normal. I don't care. And Anthony never noticed. You are famous for what goes by you. Now, all that is about to change. You kissed him! He kissed me! From the writer of Moonstruck. You'd let me go, wouldn't you? I don't know about you, but I'm tired of living in the rain. Wild Mountain Time. Let me tell you, people, there are bigger problems uh, at play here than the accents. Uh, you can stream Wild Mountain Time on Hulu and Hoopla. You can also watch it for free on Canopy, which is a free streaming service offered by many local public libraries, or you can rent it on Apple TV, YouTube, or Amazon Prime Video. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Remember to rate and review the show. It helps. It helps. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure you are following us. Visit us on social media at HDTGM. And for commercial-free access to How Did This Get Made and our entire archive and so much more, sign up for Stitcher Premium for a free one-month trial. Use the code bonkers. A big thank you to our producers, Scott Sani, Molly Reynolds, our movie-picking producer, Avril Halley, our engineer, Alex Gonzalez, our publisher, July Diaz. Our amazing art is provided by the ghost of Craig T. Nelson on Instagram, and of course, Kyle Waldron, who also is on Instagram. Check out their work. Always so funny. We will see you next week for Wild Mountain Time. Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.